this summer. Your local movie theater transforms into a tent revival for sharing Jesus. Join believers nationwide for the Million Souls campaign, inviting unsaved loved ones to experience The Firing Squad, a new evangelistic movie starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. Witness the true story that made worldwide headlines, American prisoners discovering faith in Christ while awaiting execution for their crimes in a third world country, transforming their lives and the entire prison in the process. After the movie and before the credits roll, Kevin Sorbo will come on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ. Visit FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how to get free tickets and more for your unsaved loved ones and become part of this unique event. Bring friends, family, and your faith. Learn more at FiringSquadFilm.com. That's FiringSquadFilm.com. Great podcast. Today, you'll hear the voice of America. You'll also hear the voices from the World Government Forum. Yeah, one world government and a digital currency. You'll hear it from the horse's mouth on today's podcast. You're listening to... The best of the Glenn Beck program. Uh, hmm. Former Disney artist, uh, founder and creative director of Politozoid. If you don't know what Politozoid is, yes, you do. Uh, about, I think, about a year ago. I've lost track of time. A year ago, two years ago. Um, he came out with a, um, with a video of It's a Small World. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to It's a Woke World. And you're going into It's a Small World. The Communist Party, in cooperation with the Communist Party, paying for this. Reimagine tomorrow. The animation is tremendous. The production value is tremendous. And it's done by a former Disney artist, and he's on with us now. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning, Glenn. It's good to talk to you. I have heard that you are coming out of the closet. Uh, And uh, I don't want to out you. Is that true? Uh, yes, I am going to tell you that I identify as Bob Arvin. Bob Arvin. Uh, well, that doesn't just because you identify as Bob Arvin doesn't make you Bob Arvin. But I, I digress. Well, my parents made me Bob Arvin. So, <laughs> um, so Bob, you have you have been out of Disney and uh, you have been making these things that go really against what Disney is doing. Uh, And you've, you've not attached your name. Why? Well, honestly, when I started about 12 years ago, I I did put my name on there and I was uh, doing some publicity on it. Uh, I always just branded it as politozoid and uh, never really took that on as my own, you know, moniker, but, Mm -hmm. uh, um, 
as things progressed, I mean, I, I took a little bit of a break because we had funding during the 2010 uh, election cycle that lasted you know, about a year and a half. And after that, we weren't able to get additional funding. So I went back to just doing client work and the world changed. And uh, especially uh, when I jumped out, uh, you know, during the Trump administration and, and did the, the piece Shift Hits the Fan. Once, yeah, once so great. Shared by Donald Trump. Shift uh, Hits the Fan. People get nasty. nasty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, tell us what's going on. How long has Disney been like this? Uh you know, the, the, the half the characters need to be LGBTQIA, and they're leaving out the two plus, um, by the end of the year. And it does not seem like a tolerant place if you disagree with that as your mission. No, I, it's really kind of changed over the last decade or so. Um, I mean, it's been over 20 years since I was there, but I, I know other people that stayed with the company. And actually, through the world video and my last appearance on your show, um, you know, a lot of Disney artists reached out to me. Uh, really? So just to say thank you. Others uh, I'm working with now on projects. Um, and, uh, you know, so I've been able to get a little more of a line on, on kind of what, what, how this developed. Uh, I, I really think the turning point was the passing of Roy E. Disney, who was yes. Walt's nephew in 2009. And uh, I had heard a, a rumor when I was at Disney in, in uh, the late 90s um, that there was a film in development called Wildlife. And uh, a few of the artists that I reached out to yesterday when I knew I was going to be on your show were able to confirm what I had heard. Uh, and, and this film that was going to be one of the first, you know, this was only a couple of years after Toy Story, the first one came out. Right. And uh, so feature animation was wanting to do CG character animation um, and they were developing this film and they, uh, I mean, they probably poured millions of dollars into it and they did a test clip and it had some homoerotic jokes in it. And uh, Roy Disney was watching the screening and from what I understand, he stood up in the screening room, told the projectionist to turn the projector off. And he announced, he says, we do not make films like this. Uh, and he shut it down, and that was that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think in the, since he passed, and then also, you know, as the politics have changed in our nation, I think that, um, you know, <laughs> I guess to put it in, you know, a not-so-savory term, there were sleeper cells of these kind of militant activists within the company that have been activated now, and, and they're emboldened, and they're using the smear campaign against the bill in Florida um, to push their agenda, and really, it's kind of like an internal hostile takeover of Disney is what's happening right now. So it used to be uh, that... You know, people like me would go to work for Disney uh, because you're such a huge fan. And I'd sweep the street if I had to, because I was so in awe of what Walt had done and uh, and the spirit of the place that it was a just a happy place to be where you could leave the world behind. That's not it anymore. Um, wh- how, what is the percentage, do you think? How many? Are, is is the the majority of the employees 
on this bandwagon or are just the other employees just too afraid to say anything? I think it's the latter. Uh, I've spoken to several that still work for the company in one capacity or another, and they are afraid to uh, deviate in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I mean, there's you know some hardcore conservatives that I know that work there that HR will quiz them on gender pronouns, and if they don't say the prescribed answers, uh, you know, you're probably not going to continue working there. So uh, it's entirely possible that it's, you know, that the Disney company is like a, 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 you know, exactly like what's happening in our own country. It's like a small, active minority is steering the ship, and the majority are afraid to speak out or only now just kind of waking up to what's going on and trying to figure out what can be done. We're talking to Bob Arvin, uh, former Disney artist and founder and creative director of Politizoid, uh, which you've probably seen many of, of these um, digitized cartoons, and they're fantastic um, uh, and, and rare because they're done with um, real skill, uh, and they're, they kind of hold up the right point of view, if you will, uh, and you just don't see that very often. Um, Bob, the um, the impact on our society, I mean, right now we're fighting this stuff in our schools, but I think Disney will have a much bigger impact than schools will even have. And I don't see parents standing up to Disney like they're standing up to the uh, to the school boards. Well, I think before people kind of had, you know, an inkling that. Some of this might have been going on, but it was still kind of hidden. And uh, so you were still willing to subscribe to Disney Plus and go to the parks and, uh, uh, and you know, and still pretend like you're going to Walt's Walt Park from the past. Um, but now it's like, you know, with the footage that just came out this week, there's yeah. no doubt about the agenda and what's going on. And I, I don't it's. Those people in the, the footage are living in a bubble. It's like they're all just kind of, you know, yeah. in a little circle, saying all the same things, encouraging each other to do and say the same things. And they don't know their core audience. They are abandoning their core audience in favor of this agenda. And what they're going to destroy it. They, they will, if they don't destroy it, it'll be damaged for a generation. Um, it's, and, it, and it saddens me to say that. I mean, you know, I, I was an annual pass holder for years. Yeah, I mean, so when was I. I. Out here, uh, I would go down to the park just to listen to the piano player on Main Street yeah. you know, while everybody else was in line to yeah. <laughs> ride the rides. But yeah. now, you know, it's like Disney doesn't even want the Southern California residents because they can, you know, they can really bilk the, the tourists coming from out of town for thousands of dollars, whereas, you know, those of us in Southern California are like, where's our discount? And they're like, discount? Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I will tell you that for a long time, you know, you would put up with it and, you know, you'd put up because it was, it seemed like it just became all about the money. Uh, and it was. Uh, and that's what's happening again. It's about the money. They just don't want any trouble. And, uh, you know, the people that they've always wanted at the park are not the angry militants. It is just the average family. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping that this is a line, um, that the families will draw. We've always had Disney 
I mean, it's gotten much more dicey in the last 10 to 15 years. But this is now 50% of everything they make is going to be LGBTQ. Um, that's a remarkable uh, statement for them to make and come out with. Uh, and hopefully people will say, I, you know what? I, I don't want you teaching my kids anything. I, want you, I just want sweet stories. Okay? Preserve my children's innocence. Please stop with jamming this down their throat. And I don't care what it is. I wouldn't want them talking about, you know, a conservative. Hey, everybody, you got to go to this church. I wouldn't want that either. Leave my children alone, Disney. Hopefully people will see it that way, but I don't know if they will. Well, I, I think people are coming to the realization that this is another part of the attack on the American family. And, you know, with, without the family intact, um, you know, we, we start to crumble as a people, as yeah. a culture, as a nation. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't go after Warner Brothers. They didn't go after Universal. They didn't go after Sony. They went after Disney. Of course. Because they knew that that was the one and only studio in Hollywood that upheld traditional American values and made family entertainment. Yep. And they know if you capture the kids, you've got it. You win. You win. Thank you so much, Bob. I appreciate everything that you do. If you uh, if you want to see his uh, if you want to see his latest, it's uh, it's pretty good. You can find it at politizoid.com, politizoid.com. Bob, thank you. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Bye-bye. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Uh, so Stu is uh, I don't know who made these. It's really wrong the uh breakfast cereal that remembers when men were men wakey's mm. with leah thomas on uh, and uh champion leah thomas i have i have the uh the breakfast of female champions weenies with leah thomas on the front and by the way it would be so wrong of you if you went and you bought you bought the new weenies t-shirt uh <laughs> you know the breakfast cereal that says hey wear your pride you eat you eat weenies for breakfast. You can go to weeniesforbreakfast.com and uh, get this. A new breakfast cereal. Don't have any idea what it tastes like, but uh, it's a breakfast of champions. I don't think Female gonna, champions. Not going to eat it. Not going to eat yeah, it? Yeah, I've just no. made that decision. Uh, not going to yeah, eat well, it. Yeah, uh, well, you want to... You really want to? You really want to get the T-shirt now? Yeah, the T-shirt. Yeah, is great. The T-shirt is. I'm not going to eat the cereal though. No, I don't know what they've put into yeah, it, and I don't want to know. know. Don't know. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, there's uh, something else. Um, I have I received so much, um, so many comments on something that is based on Lady Columbia, which I'll explain some other time. But I was thinking about American justice, and I painted this this woman, uh, and she's draped in a flag. And when I posted it online, it was a reaction like I've never seen before. So I've made this into a poster, uh, and every dollar that is uh, raised by selling this poster is going to go directly to buying things that are of historic value. Um, things that just need to be preserved. Um, but it's also a great thing for you. Uh, if you if you like this poster, you can find it at Glenbeckart 
glenbeckart.com glenbeckart.com it's a limited edition uh and i think we're also selling i mean at an eye bleed price it's shameful i might as well be disney world um but but if you want a signed edition you can uh, also get that it's a little more expensive than the uh than the regular poster you know how much cost po- for posters to print you think they're cheap until you print them and you're like what well, you're printing them at like super high quality. Yeah, These yeah, are yeah. Not like your yeah. This normal. is really high yeah, quality. Really nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Let me uh, let me see if I can go to uh, Eric. I have two minutes. Eric, can you make your point in two minutes? Hey, I got uh, the chance to talk to somebody who's building data centers in Texas, and uh, he's building data centers that are carbon negative, and that some of the big investors are BlackRock and some of the other companies that you're talking about and their sole purpose is to mine Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So these companies are not diverging or divesting out of these. They're actually getting more involved in you know, I and I think because I've often wondered about BlackRock, because BlackRock is part of the Fed coin there. I mean they are they are all over this. Um and then they just recently took on cryptocurrency and said they were going to start investing in Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, why would they do that? And oh. then I realized, oh, you know, that's something that the largest hedge fund in the world could always hold over the head of governments. Oh, you know what? Oh, you got that? Yeah. Well, we hedged our bet with Bitcoin. Uh, and it's a way for them to hold on to some, some power. And not uh, to mention make a lot of money. Yeah, right. right. Um, yeah. You know, even Exxon is now doing this. Uh, I know. They, they are act- Exxon yeah, is not mining for oil. They're <laughs> mining for Bitcoin. How insane is that? Yeah, they're using run. I mean, a lot of this is, I think, really cool. They're running uh, like the, the gas they would normally burn off. Uh, or use to generate electricity, you know, for minor projects. They're now converting into Bitcoin mining. Uh, I, the amount of people jumping into this is, uh, Crazy. is pretty in- interesting. Yeah. And what is Bitcoin uh, today? I 47,000. 47,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a roller coaster ride. But if you <laughs> yeah. if you bought it early and you held on. Today, at least, is a really good day. Mm. You know, oh, no, it's 46,000 now. Oh, my gosh. Sell it all. Yeah. Jump off the top of the building. Remember, they were talking about 29. It's going to break 29 and go down. Mm. I mean, it could be over. That was like a month ago. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right, let me go to James in Virginia. Hello, James. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I I've been rehearsing for the last hour and 40 minutes. If you can just indulge me just for a moment. Yeah, so at the sorry. very beginning, I, I, no, you're fine. You're fine. So I initially was very skeptical when I heard, you know, a World Economic Forum great reset until I started hearing other independent news reporting on uh, what's kind of going on. And so with that being said, like I went searching through their website and I found some really bizarre stuff that's just very blatantly open. Uh, you know, the one and a half degrees temperature in the world, yeah. world's going to end by 2030. Meat's going to disappear. We're all going to eat bugs. We're all going to like it. Um, yesterday, I watched your special while I was on the treadmill and the Build Back Better that's across the world from Joe Biden to 
that goofy haired guy in England to New Zealand. It's all hair raising. And when I've heard your other people come onto your show and they talk about, you know, Russia, Ukraine, this, that, and the other, Alex Dugan in his book, and what is the U.S.'s biggest export? It's culture. Now, mm-hmm. I get Russia from their perspective. Like, Me too. They don't want nothing to do with what we got going on. That nobody, and France question, doesn't want it. France, the president of France has said, don't take this culture coming out of, out of the United States. It's poison. France thinks it's crazy. So anyway, go ahead. So, so my question to you, to you both, with the convention of states that's kind of looming, is it possible that we can get ahead of this? I personally yes. don't, but I also look back, what would our founding fathers think of what our nation has, has been doing to its own citizens abroad, and what would their actions be? I keep coming back to one thing, and you mentioned it many, many months ago, saying I'm not ready to give up on this nation yet, but all the indicators are pointing towards a national divorce. And it sounds bizarre, but as I, I swore an oath to the Constitution and all the documents that were set forth to build the world's greatest superpower, but at what point is enough enough to be like, you know what, this is no longer working. We need to bring what our federal government what was supposed to be a small small very small item which has now become this massive entity and what point do we get back to that of like you know what no no more bring it back to the states where we're no longer worrying about the woke ceos that are that are in california having influence over florida yeah exactly um I, i will tell you we can beat it but we're running out of time um and you know you mentioned the convention of states that is probably the best thing we could do if we got together and got the uh, what do we have now 22 uh, 19 19? the 19th uh, just happened two days ago which was okay. south carolina okay so 19 states i think we need 30 34 four, mm-hmm. um to be able to have a convention of states and this is this is some this is not a constitutional convention this is only open on certain things that everybody has to vote on before it even opens so you can't just bring things up like i want to get rid of the second amendment nope unless those 34 states have already agreed you're not bringing it up and we're not opening it up um we can actually change things if we can get those 34 states and it is it's close Go to conventions. Is it convention of states. Convention of states. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Convention of states. Dot com. You should get very active in uh, in that. Yeah. And by the way, four states just this year. We're only in you know March. Yeah, March. So we've had the, just this year: Wisconsin, Nebraska, West Virginia, and South Carolina. Wisconsin, Wisconsin mm. is joined, um, and it it is, you know, it it has to be joined for sure by every red state. Um, and there are red states that have not jumped on board yet. I mean, South Dakota has not passed this yet. Iowa has not passed this yet. Uh, North Carolina is sort of a purple state. Uh, New Hampshire, another purple state, hasn't done it. Uh, there's a bunch of states. He's kind of surprising. Ohio has not yet. Um, Wyoming is, has not yet. Yeah, this is the way to do it. This is the found. The founders gave us Article Five. And they said when things get so out of hand and Washington will not respond, then the people have to gather in their own states and vote on certain things they want to do and get through the legislature. Certain things like um, a balanced budget 
term limits, no ESG scores, uh, no federal digitized, all encompassing uh, coin that can track everybody, no spying on people. Those things can be done, and they're only going to be done by the people. And it will take a convention of states. By the way, our last caller said he watched uh, last night's show. I think he was watching uh, another show that we did a couple of weeks ago on ESG. It, it's, it's full house. Last night, if you, if you saw it, you know, it's weird. I watched it with my wife uh, last night, uh, later after, and uh, she laughed. And uh, she doesn't laugh at me, uh, really, uh, anymore. Oh, she laughs at me. She doesn't laugh with me very often <laughs> uh, anymore. It was a really funny, funny show. And um, in the middle of it, I, uh, I laid something out on the chalkboard. And I think it's worth revisiting today. And that's the next part of the decoder ring. Things that could never, ever happen. Can we just stop saying that as a nation? This I wrote 15 minutes before the program tonight. Flying airplanes into the World Trade Center. Never would happen until it did. The Patriot Act, take your shoes off, take your belt off. I'm going to feel your crotch for a while. And look at me, I got a badge and I make $3 an hour. I'm in charge. That would have never happened. And of course, we had the Vietnam War, but this time we had a 20-year war that we actually won. And then we handed the keys and our helicopters and our billions of dollars of airport to the people we, we were fighting the whole time. And that, that's crazy. That'll never happen. How about this one? Um, the 2008 meltdown. Uh, remember that? What? We're going to have a crash? No, I was there. I remember. That'll never happen. $750 billion bailout. TARP. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's never happened before. Can't happen again. Of course not. $750 billion is chump change. We're now $5 trillion at the COVID bailout. <laughs> and speaking of COVID, another thing that'll just never happen. Shut down the global economy. And then lock people in their houses and let giant corporations open. But mom and pa businesses, they have to stay closed. By the way, need a mask when you're standing, but not when you're sitting. Never happened, right? It did. Press colluding. Uh, the president is colluding with Russia. That's what they said about Donald Trump. That could never happen. Well, then we found out not colluding with uh, Russia. Yet the press said that could never happen. He has to be guilty, even though he wasn't guilty. But then they move on. The president, including with Russia, China and Ukraine, taking dollars, millions of dollars to come on. Through his son, who is a crack addict. And we're well, the whole time we're expected like, oh, no, oil companies and giant banks in China of course they hire him and it has nothing. To, the guy is doing blow off the belly of hookers. I mean, oh, it could never happen. It did happen. And yet this time the press had no interest. <laughs> and the FBI lost the laptop. Did you hear that one? Trump's family is clean. This is a guy who did business in New York. I don't know if you've ever been there. You know what I'm saying? But, uh. Vinny the Nose will come by and make sure the construction site is, uh, 
is uh, operating the way it should be. You know what I'm saying? That guy, that guy who worked with those people for decades, he's been investigated by every top secret spy agency on the planet and maybe the aliens that the Pentagon said is real, but that'll never happen. I think they investigated him too. Nothing. His family is clean, but the one that's held up by the press, Biden, is in a crime family. It could never happen. Just like the left burning down our cities and the Democratic politicians openly bail those people out. And then the press says it's a, really a peaceful operation. Two billion dollars worth of damage. That could never happen. The right then stormed the Capitol. Uh, the instigators lost by the FBI. Might be with a laptop. I'm not sure. Where did I put Ray Epps? Where did I put him? The press then says it's the worst since the Civil War. And the Democrats don't bail these people out. Instead, they throw the book at Grandma. That had never happened. PTA, parents are terrorists. Supreme Court justice can't define a woman, yet those who can are deplatformed and called haters. Just take this one one step at a time. The US is energy independent. The president did something I never thought was possible in my lifetime. We become energy independent. And then, could never happen, right? But then the next president immediately shuts it down. So we're not energy independent. And then we go, we go to Saudi Arabia. The guys will take any, they kill people and put them in blenders and they won't take our president's call when we're like, we'd like to give you billions of dollars for some of your oil. No, they're pissed off at us. They won't even talk to us now because we're doing a deal with Iran and empowering the mullahs in Iran. That could never happen. Oh my gosh. We don't have pregnant women, we now have a pregnant individual. Men in California are in female prisons. That could never happen. Washington State just this, just this week said, you know what, no gas cars on the road by 2030. Check your watch. Did you ever think $5 gas would happen in the middle of the country? I didn't. Hey, remember when we used to say, hey, Disney is like, I saw this picture, you freeze the frame, and they spelled sex out in the clouds. That's ridiculous. We would never do something like that. Yesterday, they came out with their very open sexual and gay agenda. 50% of Disney is going to center around Gay children, transgender children, oh man, that's good. That'll never happen. CRT in our schools, never happen. Iran, a friend, Israel, a foe. War with Russia, and my favorite. You know, you know what I haven't thought about since, I don't know, 1989? Being vaporized. I haven't thought about it since I was a kid. Now we're actually talking about being vaporized again. So please, shut the frickin' pie hole with, oh, that would never happen. <laughs> we gotta stop saying that, please. That was just the stuff off the top of my head yesterday.
I think anything could happen. Jesus could come back. Jesus might be in the boardroom right now. That could never. He might be. Somebody check. Jesus, if you're in the building, please report to the studio. Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth please report to the studio. Uh.